gives us around. You believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. We're soldiers, but we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. And those of you who are familiar with it know that in America, democracy is hypocrisy. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. They're leading the charge in advancing the conservative revolution. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And now, your all-American hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Flurry. It's bad enough that students throughout America are at a competitive disadvantage competing against students from other nations. But now some states want to make it even easier for students to graduate from school. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. Paolo DiMario, the state superintendent of schools in the state of Ohio, has decided to lower math and English requirements. So beginning in 2023, students will no longer have to be proficient in either math or English to graduate. They will just need to know just enough to do the basic form of jobs. What is the superintendent's goal? Prepare students to be burger flippers or to work for molly maids? Almost every year, government school officials declare they need more money. For what? So they can find ways to operate according to the Cloward Piven strategy to dummy down students throughout the United States as part of the overall effort to diminish our great republic? The time has come for Americans to make big decisions when it comes to government school officials now openly seeking to continue getting paid for providing perhaps the worst overall primary education students among developed nations. <laughs> Homeschool anyone? I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com for news updates and other great stuff. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. And good morning. This is Phil Stargell. This is the Abolitionist Roundtable of Michigan. And I have in the studio with me two of the alumni from A Moment of Clarity. (laughs) Gary Franks. That's me. And Ed Bonarinka. Hey there. And... We'll say good morning. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. How you doing? Not so bad. Uh, it's a beautiful morning. It looks like the rest of the season's going to come along right now. <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful yeah. winter. Warm so weather shows winter. up. They say warm weather shows up. Coronavirus goes down, so I'm up for that. Uh, me too. Well, we got a great show. Uh, we got some inf- good information we're going to give out this morning. and We've got uh, uh, some insight into this election. It's... it's uh, this is this this has got to be the biggest joke I've ever seen in my life with these guys um, in the Democrat Party. This is oh, you mean crazy. the party? Their slogan is uh, their campaign slogan is "Destroying America 2020." Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good that's a good way to describe it. But even more so is I I, I wonder what the 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 American people. How how could you vote? I mean, this is one of the things that that I I put together uh, this morning. A couple of questions. I wonder why the news media never asked these questions. And starting off with, you know, why won't the media ever ask somebody that's a Democrat supporter? 
whether or not they they want this country to be a socialist uh, country. Well, you're assuming that the press is actually the press. Yeah, they're not. No, they're they're they got their own agenda and they want to press. They're the, fifth they're the media yeah. department for the Democratic Party. Yeah, the fifth yeah. column. <laughs> yeah, 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 the fifth column. They have no interest in the truth. They have no Me. interest in yeah. in uh, the prosper of America or the. Uh, and the people, they they don't care about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The debates, their debates aren't even debates. They're just fluff pieces, you know. Yeah. They don't ask them any hard. That's where these questions would be asked yeah. by a, a staunch uh, um, moderate or even centrist. Well, do you think that there is is a real alternative to them uh, since Fox is the, uh, the highest rating? In well, the- well, that's us. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I'm see, sorry, Wham Radio, yeah. conservative talk radio. Right. Um, unfortunately, the eyes and ears go to the major media for the most part. But you also have Candace Owens and Charlie Kirk and uh, yeah. other yeah, people out again, there on bigger a of, platforms. A lot right? of cases that's preaching to the choir. Yes, you know, unfortunately, but the, but. Not so much anymore because there's a lot of people coming over because well, of because of grassroots Phil, too. Well, what Phil's talking about here is people are starting to see it. Uh, you hear calls all the time on talk radio about people who have been Democrats their whole lives, their mothers, their fathers. They're coming over yeah. to Republican. You hear I, it all the time. I think probably I, I might be listening on my leisure time to the wrong stations. Uh, because I mean, what I hear is just—I mean, it, it, I, I could take a can of gasoline and set my hair on fire and the whole body on fire, and I couldn't be more, uh, you know, disappointed in in uh, in the the banter that goes between the the people on the air and some of these uh, stations that I listen to. Uh, one being uh, uh, that nine. Oh, the one that Walter's always talking yeah. about, the black radio station, oh, black it, comedy it, it, radio oh, station. Oh, right. Well, that's it's hard to listen to. I 910 or something Reverend like that. Reverend Sharpton on there, yeah. and he's a complete yeah. Jacobite, yeah. so who'd want to listen to him? So yeah. stop listening. Yeah. Is Jacobite, are you mean that in the real reason, real sense, or are you <laughs> using that as a euphemism? As a euphemism. Okay, right. yeah. Because right. yeah. I don't know if he supports King James. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... I, you know, but I, you know, I, I seriously worry about this but election. Charles, Bobby yeah. Pence, Charles. I, I hear a lot of uh, people think that uh, it's going to be a cakewalk for Trump because you know they think that that uh, that people are uh, aware enough of what's going on. But you know, fifty years of this kind of uh, teaching in 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 the schools, in the public schools, and in the universities and colleges across the country, you only have two or three colleges that that really give a real picture of what we have and what Hillsdale, we are. Hillsdale, yeah. for one, yeah. yeah. A couple of other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liberty. But, uh, but they really give a picture of what we are in peril of losing. You know, and and they don't they don't put it in them terms, but you know, people that like yourself, you know, what the on one hand this way and on the other hand this, if we take that other hand and go into socialism, we know what's going to happen. Venezuela. Yeah, and worse. I mean, yeah. because we're we, we've got a hundred times the 
population. Capacity, yeah, yeah, the population, but the capacity to uh, to to. To start shooting people who try to make this a communist country. Well, we uh, have that capacity. Uh, well, okay? Well, another thing, Just too, put it out there. I mean, I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying. Yeah. There, there's still a lot of, um, how shall we say, loyalty to your state in America also. Yeah. So when things start going south, I can see states joining into smaller groups yeah. and defending that territory. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yep. It's civil war. Well, let's uh, yep. let's we got uh, we got Bruce on the line. He's uh, he's on assignment. So let's see what he has to say right quick. Good morning, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Gary. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh, keeping the sea warm for me. <laughs> no problem, brother. Hurry back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you, you're you're so right about uh, about this. You know, I saw something the other day about uh, uh, something put a, something, something, somebody put something up online. Sorry, my IT's got in front of my. Yeah, I couldn't see what I was saying, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, it said that you can vote your way into communism, but you have to shoot your way out. Yep. And I, yeah. I think that's so true. And especially when we got this guy Sanders, this guy running around defending Castro and, and all this sort of thing, he's—I think he's single-handedly going to cost the Democrats the state of Florida with those with those remarks. You know, Castro did not uh, take office. Okay, he oh, no, he took office. <laughs> yeah, and he, he climbed over the bodies of thousands of dead people. Uh, but you know, at, at least at least they could read, right, guys? At least they could read. Yeah, I understand your point. It's absolutely correct. You mean the re-education camps yeah. he had, yeah. the, the literature, literacy re-education camps. Oh, yeah. And, and another thing, if, if the Cuban health care system is so great, how come Bernie didn't go to Havana uh, for his uh, for his, uh, his heart procedure? His how come they couldn't save Castro? That. Yeah, I was going to say, how come Castro didn't go to Havana? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and you can laugh about it. Because it's so stupid and so absurd, but really, guys, you gotta, we gotta get people to start looking below the surface, reading between the lines. What are you gonna give up in order to gain a bunch of free stuff? Which is not really free because somebody is paying it uh, down the line. You, me, uh, Phil, um, Gary, Ed in the studio, Gary's gonna be paying for it. Our grandchildren are gonna be paying for it. Their grandchildren are gonna be paying for it. And this is, is ridiculous. You, you talk about all this free stuff for 320 million Americans. Now, that may, this may work in other countries that have maybe a tenth of our, of our population because they have such high taxation. Well, but I wonder this if. It's not free stuff. It's going to come at a cost. Well, one thing. A cost. Yeah. I, I, I differ with you. We, uh, our grandchildren won't be paying for this thing because guess what? We've already got a, a, a real. Debt in the unpaid. They can't afford to pay off what they're paying off already. Yeah, it's two hundred trillion dollars. Our grandchildren are already paying that. Yeah. So what's going to happen if this happens? Is it ain't going to matter? It's all going to go into chaos, and all that money is just going to vanish. Well, as far as healthcare is concerned, I'm wondering if it. Well, Cortez, Cortez says, so what? We can always print more money. Wait a second. You do that, you wind with with the American version of Weimar Germany, although it's going to be a lot worse. 
Yeah, where you're you paying know? for your lunch with a wheelbarrow of marks that, that yeah. would have covered it when you walked in the restaurant but won't cover it when you walk out. See, that's, that yeah. shows you. And the thing mean. is, the, 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 the money is still there, but the wheelbarrow is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, that it has more you value. Know you know what they're doing right now in Venezuela with their, with their money or their worthless script? They are decorating the streets with it. Yeah. This well, is ridiculous. They're, they're, they're turning it into paper craft, like uh, origami or something like that. Well, that was, wow. was what I was going to mention. That is the irresponsibility of our press to, to uh, not show this kind of stuff to the average person. This has been going on for five or six years, uh, yeah. using uh, that money to print, uh, make hats and all kind of stuff out of it. I wonder if the socialist health system in China is what's really the augmenter of the coronavirus there. You know, if... Well, I, go ahead. I've heard, I've heard that uh, now there's some speculation, uh, Ed, that uh, they... Uh, now, there's a chemical weapons plant not too oh, yeah. far from Wuhan, that, uh, that town of Wuhan where this first broke out. And, uh, you know, it might be like, uh, what's the, uh, the, uh, the, the one, uh, the Michael Crichton book, uh, The Andromeda Strain, mm-hmm. where they, they failed to contain an outbreak and it got out of the general population and killed... You know, God knows how many people. But is the response to that because the yeah. socialist healthcare system is not capable of responding to it the way our healthcare system could? That's what I'm wondering. I guess time will tell. That, that, that's absolutely true, and you can see the you can see the uh, just the, the the hatred and the uh, and the vile and, and the venom that is spewed at President Trump because he took action. When uh, and and the Democrats, all they do, they were too busy impeaching him, and he's taking he's he's taking action. Now, what would Bernie Sanders' solution to this be? What would uh, open Biden the borders or, or any other people? <laughs> you know, this this is something we really have to consider uh, as November approaches. Well, that's the, the Dem uh, solution: open the borders mm-hmm. and open oh, yeah. up the pipeline. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Well, there was a question last night that was posed on another station: how many how many how many cases of coronavirus have been reported outside of California during the course of this program? Not one. Not one. Wow. Yeah. So you know, California, you got you got to you got to keep these people uh, quarantined. You got to keep anyone who's got one of these uh, these these, uh, these these illnesses. They've got to be quarantined. And uh, you know, uh, now there's some encouraging some encouraging news I heard. That the Israelis have quite possibly have come up with a vaccine. You might not have heard about that, but I heard it on Jay Sekulow's program. And uh, you know, it's the, it's the testing phase is going to take about ninety days or whatever the human testing. And uh, hopefully, things will have subsided by then. But if they can rush, if they can get that to market in, in ninety days, that would be fantastic. Well, uh, the thing is that uh, are, are we? You know, we're not in any crisis in this country. Uh, no. and, and the thing about it is we've, uh, we have taken some precautions. And if we don't go any further into, into the crisis, the only thing that uh, we ought to do is, is to try to get <laughs> the Democrats to quit making a, a mountain out of a molehill. Right. E- even here in Michigan, uh, Gretchen Whitmer uh, decided to get up on her high horse yesterday, announcing all the things she's doing for a crisis that doesn't yeah. exist yet. Yeah. Well, I'll tell yeah. you, I was, I was impressed by listening to Peter Navarro on an interview, and he was listing off, and I'm talking about, he was listing off in a knowledgeable way everything we're doing and being 
uh, um, familiar with certain procedures in emergency rooms because of my wife's surgeries, I knew that what he was talking about, like, well, you need the Michael Jackson drug, the propofol. You need that if you're going to intubate people with respirators. He's going down yep. this whole checklist of things that we're doing, why we don't have it, how we're going to get it anyhow, what, what we're ramping up production. This White House is active. No matter what yeah. anybody says, this White House really knows what it's doing in response. You're absolutely right, Ed. Well, look, I'm going to have to get back on assignment, but I just want to check in with you guys and Maybe next week I'll tell you what I really think. <laughs> all right, all right. Good. Have a great right, day. Well, have, have, have a have a great have a great day, great afternoon, a wonderful weekend, and an even better week. All God right. bless you, Bruce. Okay, you, you know week. we've got um, agencies like the CDC. Yeah. Now, what are they doing? Twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, studying they, they by should, gender solutions too. <laughs> they should have in place programs to already deal with this stuff if there's going to be a pandemic they should have automatic red flags that come up and they automatically kick in and things happen well what uh is apparent to me is that they're like the uh the, the oil agency what do they call that the, uh, the opec no no the epa our, our, uh, the epa yeah the, the the division that was made back in 70 something when jimmy carter was in office you know, when uh, Perry was running for president, he said that, he, that was one of the agencies that he would... Oh, the Department of Energy. Department of Energy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's take that as an example. The, the Department of Energy was in existence since the 70s, and... They never produce a barrel of oil. They never. They yeah, never it was in response to the Arab you know, oil embargo. Yeah. And right now, we're the people that could embargo the rest of the world. What <laughs> yeah, do we right. need the Department of Energy right. for? Perry was correct when he said he would have got rid of it, even though he forgot. Yeah. Um, and they should get rid of it now. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying about the about that agency that you were talking about. The CDC. What's their reaction and what, what have they done? They're still sitting back. You know, nobody knows, you know, just how far they are in in mitigating this emergency because of the fact that it's being hyped so bad, we don't know. I actually heard a, a guy on one of the one of the uh, alphabet names, CNN or uh, CBC or whatever, he actually MSDNC. said that, that President Trump was incompetent. Yeah, he's responsible for millions of deaths. Already. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and if he was incompetent, Trump knows it better than anybody because he's got a whole bunch of competent people around him. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I mean, why put the blame at him, at his feet? Why level the blame on him? Well, that goes back to what you're saying just when we started the program. Yeah. Why does the press do what the press does? Yes. They, and why do we allow it? Well. Why don't we keep continuing to do it? Well, we, we've been um, pacified mm-hmm. for so many well, years. Well, we control them by ratings alone. And yeah. the ratings are going down, and yeah. I think to some degree, some there's some mitigation going on. But they're they're that's but the you're one, challenging their religion. Yeah, this is not just their political view. Well, you, this you, is you, their religion. You notice that uh, Trump uh, had his people uh, sue one of the people in CNN. I think it was because of a, of an editorial one of these guys wrote. Right? You yeah, I remember hearing that? it. But I don't remember who yeah. though. Yeah. But that's the kind of thing that needs to, these people have to be held accountable because they have an awesome uh, 
power that they are misusing. They are abusing it. Right, the freedom of the press. And they hide behind that because it's written in the Constitution. That means they think... It's mentioned in the Because they they think they can get away with anything. Well, you know, I mean, if you look back at movies from the 30s, you know, and they look at, like, uh, uh, His Girl Friday, you know, where Cary Grant's a newspaper editor or whatever, you know, you see the rivalry of newspapers, and you, you see, historically, newspapers have had political bias. Mm-hmm. They've had the candidates they're going to present. They're the Republican paper, the Democratic paper. But we don't have those choices anymore. It used to be the free press was the liberal paper and the Detroit News was the conservative paper. Yep. I don't think you can say that anymore, especially you, since they're one paper now. They're one paper. Yeah. And, you know, that's been what, uh, about uh, about 40 years that they joined, wasn't it? Mm, maybe 20. 20, yeah. 20. And, and the thing is that you know, I didn't see a heck of a lot of difference. The only thing I saw that that was different in this in their reporting was one would always, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, Editorialize. They one would always endorse the, the Republican candidate, and the other would endorse mm-hmm. the Democrat. Democrat. That was the only difference that I ever saw. Yeah, but through most of that time, it was really. It, the same of the end of the same coin, uh, Democrat, Republican, you still get yeah, overspending well, it, and, and it reflect, more programs. It, it and, reflects yeah. what has happened. You know, we talked about uh, how all of the large major cities in the country are hit, run by Democrats. Well, it's the same thing with the with the news apparatus. Oh, right. They've all they've all, you know, migrated into the uh, the the territory of the Democrat Party. And that uh, leftist uh, philosophy. Right. And and I think, uh, in, in a sense, that the news media is driving it. Absolutely. It's driving that leftist Part of it philosophy. is that in the news media, if it's it's corporate environment these days, right? So the HR department is looking for a journalist. Okay, we've got to hire a journalist. We need an entry-level journalist. So they look, what are the rules? You've got to have a four-year journalism degree. Well, where do you get a four-year journalism degree? You don't get it out on the streets. You don't get it like you and I. You know, No, you go to a four-year Democratic-controlled liberal college, and you come out spewing the party line. So that's what's happening. Well, I've heard the same thing about Washington, D.C. themselves. They, they have a pool of people they draw from, from Harvard and Yale and Princeton, and they all get the liberal education. So they come to D.C., and, and they're the kids of the people that yeah, are exactly. in D.C. Yeah, exactly. And so kind of nepotism. Yeah, the, they live in the area. Well, yeah. They live in the area, they work in the area, and they all hang out with the same friends. And so mm-hmm. they're all... Oh, that's the swamp. Ah, yeah, the swamp, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I think is kind of cool, though? I want to say this. Bill Bennett used to have two call screeners and a producer, David Willisall, and uh, Chris, uh, I forget Chris's last name. I used to talk to them yeah. frequently. Yeah. And we used to email back and forth. And they are both chief speechwriters to the Secretary of State and the Secretary of Defense. Both these guys, conservatives, really good, uh, Christians. And, uh, and they're in that, those kind of positions. And they speak well of what's going on. So sometimes, those pe- you know, sometimes people get into the right place at times. You know? well, yeah, yeah. And... But you know, it seems to me that lately, with the with the the leftward shift of media and academia, that that we what we see is young people coming up 
I mean, are migrating very hard to that leftist position. Sure they are. But I've seen a lot of positive signs the yeah. last year or so. Oh, I know for 15 or 20 years, it's always been the left is winning, winning, winning. But we've got people standing up against the transgender nonsense all across the country now, yeah. suing for the girls so they can compete against girls, things like that, the abortion thing, the, uh, what is it, uh, the have a, have a man dress as a girl and, read to your kids thing oh yeah Um, drag queen library hour yeah Yeah. that's being challenged so well like we were talking about alabama they had that personhood law that came into effect 49 to or 59 to 41 percent so the state says we you know fetus well well we uh we're going to take a quick break folks uh if you'd like to join in the conversation uh that number 734-822-1600 and we'll be right back after this message You're listening to the Abolitionists Roundtable with your hosts, Phil Stargell and Bruce Fleury. They're exposing the left's underground resistance while leading the charge in the fight for liberty. Join the conversation at 734-822-1600. And we are back, and uh, we were just uh, going over some of the, the things that are that are puzzling and, and as to why uh, our media has gotten so far to the left that uh, they don't seem to have the appreciation for this country that that we have. And one of the things we were talking about was the legal pushbacks that we're seeing. For instance, we were talking about, uh, like I was before, I was so rudely interrupted by the music, uh, that nurse in Alabama who's suing the state government, suing the governor, the assistant, gen- uh, the attorney general rather, to enforce the law that was passed couple years ago that said that uh, a fetus any any uh, human being in the womb is a person and so basically you can't allow abortion does the state has to stop the abortion industry in alabama or ignore that state law so it brings up to a, a head you know uh, roe v wade does roe v wade have the right to uh, uh override the state law that recognizes personhood Mm. So you know it's going to be a, that's that could be a formidable challenge. Yeah. Now is that just Alabama? That it's just Alabama it? because only Alabama has that law like uh-huh. that, to my knowledge. So uh-huh. yeah, but so it's a they start. Have to, the legislatures have to pass a person who would. Yeah, the state would, legislature, would, something uh, like that to recognize. They, or would a ruling in the Supreme Court apply to all states? Well. Once again, if you get rid of Roe v. Wade, then the states determine their their state abortion laws. That's the problem with Roe v. Wade. It overrode the states being able to determine what murder is. Murder has always been a state rap, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's not not a federal rap. It's a state rap. So if the state says abortion's murder, the federal government shouldn't be able to override a murder, a state murder rap. That's that's another way of looking at it. And anything the Supreme Court decides has to be constitutional. So if it's not constitutional, it's de jure. It doesn't matter if what they say. So well, if they 
if they ruled this, then that would apply then to all. Right, that. it's a direct challenge to Roe v. Wade. You know, yes. one thing, the one of the problems with Roe v. Wade is this thing called stare decisis or yes. decisis, yes. right? Yeah. It's settled precedent, settled right? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the that's what the Democrats run on is, yes. hey, that's settled law. That's you can't challenge that, like Dred Scott. You can't challenge Dred Scott. Yeah. That's settled law. Yeah. But you know, when it gets to the Heller ruling that allows us to carry. Uh, weapons in our self-defense. That was a Supreme Court ruling. They're all about overturning Heller. Mm-hmm. They're all about oh, overturning yeah, yeah. the, uh, what's yeah. the one that the business uh, businesses can uh, have a right to sp- uh, speech, uh, United something or other? Yeah. Uh, uh, Citizens United. Citizens yeah, United. They're all about overturning that ruling. Yeah. But, you know, stereodecesis does not apply there, but it does apply in Roe v. Wade killing babies. Yeah. Well, it's a uh, it's a real uh, uh, it's a real uh, in my estimation it's, it's a real violation. They always talk about human rights. Well, it's it's also a cliche, I know, but follow the money, you know, because yeah. um, all the media in America is controlled by five or six mega corporations, mm-hmm. and they control everything. You know, Disney and Paramount and all those guys. It's all controlled. But by they're them. all shareholder owned too, so. You know, there ought to be a shareholder revolt. It, it basically boils down to we need a – I hate to get religious here. Well, I don't mind it. I'm sorry. Yeah. But we need a revival in America. Yes. Yeah. We need a, our moral compass set back yeah. to true north again. Yeah. And you don't have to be religious to understand that. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. just saying that uh, – uh, But see, but that those – It, it those, helps. Those values – Yeah, it those, helps. Those Thank values you. are what, uh, what we used to call traditional values. Yeah. And now – uh, people, people like Buttigieg are telling you that he, those are family values and, and traditional values. Yeah, that he, he has the nerve to say there's nothing in the scripture that has anything to do with the current president of the United States. His brother, the minister, argues against that. Yeah, right. He's right here in Michigan. Did, hmm. have, did you guys see the photograph of the president of the United States in the Oval Office with all the colored folk behind him? Oh, yeah. Laying yeah. on hands with diamond mm-hmm. and silk and Candace and... And praying. Did you see that, Mr. Buttigieg? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy who's trying to explain to me what the Bible means. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. St. Pete. Yeah. Yes. You got, uh, you've got quite a... Um, Failed mayor of yeah. South Bend, Indiana. That's yeah. that's the way he needs to be, you know, described. The failed oh, yeah. mayor failed of... Mayor. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what I, um, you know, this uh, program in my whole life... I've always uh, been, you know, against this idea that abortion is is something that uh, a judge or a series of judges, five judges or four judges, any judges, a hundred yeah. judges. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. and legislators <laughs> you know, they make this decision yeah. on, you know, and 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 it should stand. I mean, because we've we've uh, fought a civil war. On the same same principle, mm-hmm. and, body autonomy, right? Yeah, yeah this is this is abolition, right? Yeah, abolish abolish that's, slavery. That's how come abolish murder. That's how come uh, you know we should revolt and reject the Democrats calling people like the president a racist or like uh, uh, Bessie DeVos. You know, people want to try to call her a racist because uh, she... The Secretary of Education. Secretary of Education. That Secretary of Education should be 
tearing up the books and taking them out and burning them because of the, uh, <laughs> the Bill sin. Bennett. Bill Bennett was the Secretary of Education, yes. and he went to Ronald Reagan and said, "Okay, what can we do to eliminate this agency I'm head of now?" Yeah, yeah. And and Ronald Reagan told him, "You can't. Congress would never let us eliminate it. Yeah. We can try and reduce it." But we can't eliminate it because of Congress. Well, and and you, I was thinking Rick Perry in the Department of Energy the same yeah. way. There's entrenched forces there. Well, people hear the words Department of Education, and yeah. they think that it's a grand, beautiful thing yeah. when it's not. It's, it's the destruction hey, wanna, of our education system. You want to play that audio clip about uh, the education system in the cities? Yeah. Sure. Hey, Derek, can you play that? This is New Journey Pack. Failing schools lead to fewer opportunities for African-American children. Children growing up without opportunity, fewer jobs, less economic success. If children grow in communities with few chances, that leads to crime. And crime leads to more incarceration. For 50 years, one party has been in charge of the hood. They're against school choice for parents and even vouchers for our children. They favor giving out handouts instead of opportunities. They side with crime bills and prison instead of good education and jobs. Meanwhile, they live well. We don't. All points converge with Democrats. Gangs don't run the hood. Democrats do. New Journey Pack is responsible for the content of this advertising. Paid for by New Journey Pack. Yeah. That is, uh, that is a, a, a awakening that should wake up some people. Yeah, the 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 uh, the hood is run. Yeah, they're the gang that runs the hood. <laughs> well, I remember uh, Reverend uh, Yule uh, used to play those guys out in Chicago that were on about all this. Also, was oh, yeah. that right? Yeah. The only the only thing I have any uh, any problem with is is uh, the education, the board. You know the the education system uses a term that I don't like and I don't use and that's African American. I'm not I'm not You're not from Africa. No. And 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 the reason why is you're Ohio American. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know the president of the country at the time that that we were slaves took a lot of heat and, and ultimately gave his life because mm-hmm. of this. Be, and made us citizens. The Congress voted on that and made us American the Republican Congress. Citizens, Amer- yeah. Republican Congress made us American citizens. And I object, really object to people saying that uh, that we are African Americans. Well, sure. That's one of the ways they used to divide and conquer. Of course, yeah, make exactly. it something other. Yeah. Well, but I think it was you that was telling me months ago that they'd actually given you guys citizenship a few a decade earlier, and it was stripped, and then you had to go to war to to make it final. Is that something you remember? Uh, no. Who no. were they? What? Which war? I'm I'm not clear on that one. Okay. Well, let's just forget about it. Then, okay. Until yeah. I get more information. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The uh, things that were stripped, and, and the reason why I say when they talk about reparations, I say reparations, yeah, if the Democrats pay for it, if they yeah. are held accountable for reparations, I would say yes, let's, let's, let's get reparations. That's the only, but because what happened was uh, 
they gave reparations. Abraham Lincoln signed the the order to give land and oh, forty acres and a mule. Well, yeah, but the the mule wasn't part of it. Oh. This was this was land from North Carolina all the way down to Florida. Oh, right, that big block of land. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. five miles in from the inland, yeah. from the ocean, and the islands on the uh, mm-hmm. outer, outer banks. And uh, it didn't last when, long. Yeah, no, when they took Lincoln it away, was, right. when Lincoln was assassinated, they took yeah. those. Now they 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 said uh, forty acres of a mule, but that was that was to confuse people. They gave them they they allowed for forty at at least forty acres of a mule. Over sixty thousand former slaves participated in this and and worked that land and had it going. They were given two steamships to get the product to the market. When Abraham Lincoln was assassinated, Johnson, a Democrat, took back the reparation, took back and forced the former slave off of the land and gave $300 per slave to the former farmers. Well, they got the reparations they got for the reparations. losing their slave. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I say yeah. that the... Uh, the Democrats should pay for it because it was the Democrats that, that were mm-hmm. able to do this. The first thing they did was close down the citizens, uh, the former slaves. Uh, Communion or whatever. Yeah, and so there was nowhere for them to, to, to do anything to get get uh, get uh, get employment. Or and this that. is how the sharecropping came in then? Because they had to yeah, make a living how, somehow. Yeah, that's so, how sharecropping yeah. came in. And, and, and if you look at um, the situation with the illegal immigrants, they've got 27 organizations that do nothing but try to secure. Advocate for them, yeah. Yeah, you know, ab- you know for the illegals. 27 organizations when the only one that the slaves, former slaves had was one, and they abolish that so that was the whole thing about uh um that something being taken back you know it's one of the last days of black history month and you mentioned Mm -hmm. slaves you mentioned steamships and that reminds me of robert smalls yeah you know yeah i mean that guy was one bad dude he was like harriet you know (laughs) so the guy's the guy's a slave and he's kind of a trusted slave and he gets a it turns out that he's working on this steamship when the uh, uh civil war breaks out and the Union Navy is hanging out there blockading Charleston, and he and some of his friends take their families, and they take over yeah. this steamship he's working on, yeah. and it's full of munitions and yeah. supplies that are supposed to go up the coast of the Confederate Army, and he takes it out, and he presents it to the Union forces who are almost, you know, he had to run up a, f- a flag of surrender, yeah. and they the Union forces give him the ship yeah. and make him a captain in the Union Navy, yeah. and then he ends up on one of the uh, ironclad later and this guy this guy was still I mean can you imagine this guy he was a slave yeah. and he and his you know from from what I can understand Robert about Small that story, uh, the the uh the, the currents in the in the Mississippi River were really unpredictable in, in, well this in, wasn't in Mississippi though this yeah. was in Charleston North Carolina yeah um, yeah and but that was one of the traits of a good Oh, Captain, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be able to navigate, to navigate the, mm-hmm. those currents and things like that. 
And that's that's how come he was such an asset after after uh, he turned himself in. Yeah, I yeah. don't know how movable those paddle boats were, but I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine they were that stable. Well, they had rudders, you know, and yeah. they were they were kind of a shallow draft vehicle yeah. too. So, but, but if you got into but that this water, was like I it, said, this was in the Atlantic. Yeah. So this guy, this guy grabbed this ship. He later went on. He founded the Republican Party uh, in his state yeah. and became a con- uh, congressman for a number of years. Sounds but, like the land of opportunity. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, until the until you know the the Democrats came that, back. That's to power. the essay that I wrote for the day. Uh, you know, it said that uh, when upon being freed, uh, the 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 former slaves were able to participate in in the, the greatest freedom movement that has ever, you know, been on this face of this earth. And I said Charleston, North Carolina, meant South Carolina. South Sorry. Carolina, South Carolina. Should, yeah. South Carolina had a whole lot of influence on the, the war and the Civil War. You know, they were there when it all started. And well, they were one started. of the two states that kept uh, abolition out of the Constitution. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they had Pitchfork Ben Tillman. And yeah. He was a real beaut, you know. Well, that's where, what, Fort Sumner? Yeah, that's, that's where it that's started. Where yeah. it started. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I guess uh, John Brown, uh, you know, was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> John Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I had a relative that uh, used to instead of cussing, he'd say John Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, uh, but you know the the uh, the one thing that. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let me uh, take uh, this uh, line one. We're going to go to line one in uh, Elizabeth uh, from uh, Beverly Hills. Good morning, Elizabeth. Nine zero two one zero. Yeah. Good, good morning, gentlemen. You guys have a new listener this morning. Um, God connected me with a man who is starting a Detroit chapter of Right to Life, oh, and he, he wants you all to help him do it. Um, David, I mean, Kevin Lauderdale, and he's going to be connecting up with you. I went to a Black a Black History Month at Wayne State University, and yes. he participated on a panel with other, with three other, two other gentlemen and a lady who, some of whom I've known anyway. So Wham! is giving us an opportunity to connect up people and thank you for what you're doing, and hopefully you'll connect up with Kevin and get this Right to Life chapter going. Well, it would be my pleasure. And, uh, that's, that's the point. That's yes. the agenda. Yes. Yes, uh, that's our raison d'etre. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're speaking French now. Yeah, wow. a little bit. We <laughs> need. So thanks so much. I'm, I'm, I'm actually driving to church, so I'm kind of losing you right now. Yeah. So anyway, God bless you all, well, and God, God bless, bless Wham for what they let us do, right? Right, exactly. Uh, right to life. Yeah, thank you so much for your interest and your, uh, your listening. Yep. Okay. All right. Talk to you, talk to you later. Bye. All right. Hey, you know, speaking of emancipation, president's influence, uh, there was that thing where uh, Trump limited Title Nine on abo- Title Ten on abortions, and he said that yeah. clinics that uh, uh, what's the word when you send somebody out refer refer abortions, mm-hmm. they would lose tax dollars, federal tax dollars, and so three courts challenged that. And put stays against it, and it went to the Ninth Circuit, and the Ninth Circuit overturned them. Wow! And so the Ninth yeah. Circuit 
upheld Trump, and this is just this week. Right. This is denying funds to Planned Parenthood and other organizations in the Ninth Ninth Circuit. (laughs) Yes, yeah. This is what Trump is doing. This is what our president is doing. And And this is what the voters who voted Trump in did. So like you said right here, uh, why vote to remove the president that is doing the things that you said you want just because you don't like him because the media has led a hate campaign that stre- stresses he's a racist. Yeah. Which is That's, untru- the, that's yeah. the only thing. I mean, uh, here's a guy that right down the line, if you look, I, I got a uh, I got a paper with, uh, and all you got to do is go to Google and, and, and ask about what Trump said he would do and promised that he would do mm-hmm. and what he has done. And and uh, you can promises get it. Promises made, promises kept. It's 176 of them. Known. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and growing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and growing because uh, he... He's, yeah, every day in every way. And if we give him another term, yeah, that means it will just blossom. Yeah. Look, folks, it's a choice. Tweets or... Socialism and abortion. If you're offended by the tweets, just think about the the alternative: killing babies yeah. and socialism. And they're using the term "purge," which brings back Stalinism and stuff. Yeah. But he's getting rid of the Never Trumpers by yeah. the score in the White And what House. would Bernie do? His supporters said they want to purge and re-education camps like denazification, right? Oh, yeah, I heard right? that guy. <laughs> or burn down Minnesota, you know, if it doesn't... Oh, my goodness. So, so really, you know, it's... Well, sorry. It, you know, it's... The leftists, you know, because this is what Dennis Prager says. I mean, you know, he said there's leftists and there's, you know... Yeah, liberals Americans, and leftists, yeah. yeah. And so, so here we are. We The country's been infiltrated and taken over the well not the country but the party of democrats but these people have been leftists for ages well and it's not surprising that people like you and me it's, it's not one surprising. of the things we have to do is when you use the term leftist it's nebulous they're communist marxist fascists yeah. is what they are yeah you know, you but say see, you're left, you're a right. It's like yeah. a choice. No, I, these guys are the enemy of the state. I took they, a they, survey. I took a survey, uh-huh. personally, me personally. I took a survey of quote unquote moderate Democrats, yeah. and hundred percent of the respondents said they were not going to support the Democratic Party this election. Now, there's only one guy in the survey. Okay, it was my new coworker. Well, but 100%. This is a guy, yeah, but it's 100% of the respondents <laughs> yeah. said, you know what, I can't support these guys. <laughs> so, that's encouraging to me. Yeah, oh well, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing that, uh, that I noticed is the Democrats use the polling thing, and so does the media. Yeah. Now, if you take anybody that's got a, any kind of a name and say... You know, if they ran for president against Donald Trump, they would probably win because of the way the the popular vote is situated mm-hmm. with California. You put California in there, you're going to... And New York. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, but Trump, this is where his thing uh, got him through is that he said, you know what? The thing can be won in the Midwest. 
And that's where he... Right. Well, that's I think we're going to take the popular vote this time. I really do think oh, we're going to take too. the popular vote. I, I well, too. you know, even if he don't... Th- I mean, three million votes, that's a lot of votes to, uh, coming out of California. Well, well, you know, there, said, there's an argument he won right. the popular vote last election if you take out the illegal aliens yeah. and the dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. In Wayne County. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how many illegal, voters and how many but, votes? The dead illegal aliens. But they did take Wayne yeah. County out because, you know, on the recount, they said, well, you know, we got more people <laughs> voting than, than we got people, <laughs> much less voters. <laughs> so, I mean, we laugh, but that's, yeah. but that's see, that something we should be rising up with tar, tar and fe- feathers and pitchforks yeah. and torches. See, yeah. see, but the same thing happened in Philadelphia. You know, yeah. they had 120% yeah. voter yeah. rate, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and it was 100% Democrat, yeah. yeah and th- so you can, you can see why I, I have a real worry about this election, because they can cheat in so many ways. Yeah, it's not the Russians. <laughs> yes. Uh, folks, we have come up against that clock, and the clock wins again. So, <laughs> so, the so clock. Adios. If, uh, if you continue to listen, uh, continue to support us. If you got a um, donation, send it to Art of Michigan, Post Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48186. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for calling. And we'll see you next week. The Abolitionist Roundtable invites the Wham Talk 1600 listeners to continue the roundtable discussions by mailing correspondence to Art of Michigan, Post Office Box 135, Garden City, Michigan, 48135.